When we finally got down to something which the individual says he really wants to do, I will say to him, you do that. And uh, forget the money. Uh, because if you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living, that is to go on doing things you don't like doing, which is stupid. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I am Dylan. I'm Sean, and each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream, and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Sean, what's Max doing? I'm wondering, <laughs> did you question if your name was Dylan? <laughs> I just kind of, I feel like I, after I said it, I was like, wow, that sounded German. It was like, I'm Dylan? I'm Dylan, question mark. This, this is, this that upspeak, this is footwork? Is it? <laughs> What's up, bro? Where are we at? We're not. We're not in the streets. We are. We're not in the streets anymore. We're not going to hear any uh, shopping carts, pretending cars. Um, yeah, we're back. we're we're back in the apartment, back in the studio. The aka, studio. you should see the, the living room, aka yeah. your bedroom. Sick. <laughs> kind of a, a nice table here. It's kind of a yeah. We got a microphone. We got a lot going on here. Moving up, but um, today. Big episode. Big episode. We're going We're going to go into adversity. Yeah, and as, as many of you, I'm sure, saw, Sean made a dope-ass video um, combining some some audio from a Jocko Willink, right? Is that yeah, Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink. Willink. Yeah, who's a former Navy SEAL. He's yeah. the man. Great book. Um, that's called... Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. That is a life-changing book. Discipline equals freedom. Yeah. He's got, he has a, a lot of very good books. Um, but that, that video... Um, either watch Sean's, we'll keep plugging it. Um, yeah, it's on our Instagram, footwork underscore podcast, or just go on YouTube and just type in Jocko Good. Oh man, that um, shit gets me hyped. Yeah, and it, it doesn't ever get old. So It's funny though how, how yeah. I, I mean, you knew it way so before So I've known me. this for a while now, and it was always a good video to go back to, like when things just weren't going like well, you know, it's always a good video to watch and listen to because it kind of resets your clock. Yeah, and um, yeah, puts it in a different perspective. Yeah, exactly. And and Dylan didn't know it, and we were um, the episode with Kylie Strom. We recorded, and it was like because we were talking a little bit before and after, so it was about two hours of recording. Yeah, it was very good. And um, it was our first guest. It turns out that we never hit record. <laughs> yeah, we were. So we were figuring out we were, how to do we were a flustered. record from abroad. Dylan was really getting uh, agitated, and then I was like, "You know what? It was late at night." Yeah, it was late at night, and we were in kind of a time rush to get it done and edited. So I sent him and uh, Kylie that video, and they were like, "Wow!" Thankfully, she was a good sport. Yeah, I didn't feel shout so out, bad that we had to Kylie. do it again. It was more that like yeah, we we're taking this, take up you know, time. our time. But yeah. I mean, you watch it. I've I've watched it a couple times before workouts and actually before the trial. Like it, it honestly, was, it, it was can, on. It can get. It doesn't get old. Like even editing the video, I heard it four thousand times. Yeah. On top of the hundred thousand I've ever listened to it, yeah. and it like doesn't get old. No. Yeah. You know, so this is a video too. You know, there's so many people that have messaged us that they were going through like either a tough situation or something's not going right in their life. 
And this video, you know, not the edit I made, it's Jocko's video. We're not taking credit for this. But it just, you know, whatever got them out of a bad spot and they have a different mindset. So Yeah, the audio, that mentality is yeah. kind of dope. I think, you know, do yourself a favor and watch it or listen to it, mm-hmm. whether it's ours or Jocko's. And uh, If you want to relate it to soccer, then watch ours. Yeah, if you want, if you want some cool soccer highlights, yeah. then uh, definitely watch ours. But either way, I mean, it's something that I think everyone should watch. Mm-hmm. And I think also that everyone should share it with their friends and family because it's totally relatable to anything in life yeah and to you know come back to our title today the adversity there's i mean there's just there's no succeeding without failure you know you always have to overcome these past failures in pursuit of new dreams you know and it's you know you hear it all the time the process trust the process but you know that process isn't just winning it's not just succeeding it's not just you know getting to the final level like we've said you know it's it's all that in between, and right. God, man, there's so many failures. Yeah, I mean that is that is the process is the failure and mm-hmm. learning from it and getting better and then improving and then failing again and learning and improving and then it's just kind of kind of what it is. If you're pushing the limits, it's always going to be like that. Yeah, and then it does. You don't even look at it as failure as no. much. You know, it's it's either you succeed or you learn. It's failure based on the definition, but yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, I like that. It's either, either you succeed, you succeed or you learn. What you were doing or you learn. It's just win-win. It's win-win. Exactly. <laughs> Good. All right, man. Tell me about your. Tell me about some of your win-win situations. Um, all right. So let, I mean, you know, this is a soccer podcast. So let's let's stick to my professional career post college. <laughs> I guess. Um, and we'll start off. You know, right out of college, a few months after we graduated, I had an opportunity to go to Portugal, mm-hmm. my first professional opportunity. Yeah. And uh, the trial, I basically only trained in two weeks. I trained twice. Mm. And um, I played well, but maybe not. I could have. I definitely could have done better. Mm-hmm. Um, but they simply weren't interested. It was totally out of my control, and this, you know, obviously hurt the ego, and it sucked because you know it was a lot of money and time that went into this, and it was very. I mean, you didn't a, really even get a chance. It no, it like. seemed like I didn't get a chance, and it's that unfair. Oh, this is not fair feeling. Yeah. And uh, it was a great learning experience because. Um, shout out Fabian Lewis and Soccer Pass. You know, he had a conversation with me that this is the professional game, mm-hmm. and you know, it's not. It's, there isn't. It's cutthroat. There isn't a fairness to it. It's, yeah, exactly. And you kind of come in. I mean, I've had the similar situations, and you think like, I'm privileged. You know, I deserve this. Right. You and deserve in the meanwhile, nothing. like this is this is dog eat dog nothing, world out here, you and know? you're only as good as your last performance, and mm. and literally nothing else matters in their eyes. Um, because you're just a you're just a piece of their business, and if you're not going to improve their business, they don't want to. And that's the one where you scored as a right winger too, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> they 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 ask me what position you are. I'm I need like, tapes. Oh, you know, I need tapes of this. Center back, right back. They're like, okay, you're going to start a right wing, and within ten minutes, I scored a goal. Picks or it didn't happen. Nah, I picked I picked the ball off the center back. Go figure. <laughs> nice. And then I just passed it on the goalie. I rainbowed him, and then did a bicycle kick. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah, so then, no, I failed at that, and, um, you know, so that's what I learned is that it's not always going to work out the way you should. It's not always fair. I definitely could have played better, mm-hmm. um, and in the grand scheme of things, they were never interested. So yeah. this is it's just a miscommunication, and this is just how the business is, and it was a great introduction to the, into this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I took that Mongolia contract, which I had beforehand, and I figured, okay, let me go there. I'm going to play one season there. Mm-hmm. And then in that coming winter, 
transfer window, mm-hmm. I would then go to Germany and start the career here. So you kind of looked at it as this isn't necessarily like the end-all, be-all because, you know, maybe you didn't want to go to Mongolia. It's a mm-hmm. little off the radar. Yeah. And we've heard some of the stories. Mm-hmm. Amazing stories. like yeah. not to, But, you know, it wasn't in your goal, especially trialing in a place like Portugal. And you fail there, so you think all right, let me get my, my foot in the door. Like, let me, right. you know, overcome this first hurdle. Yeah, I thought it was important. I was told by many people that it's important to always play. Like, you don't want to, if you look at your CV, your resume, mm-hmm. you don't want to have gaps. Mm-hmm. Like, you should be yeah, consistently getting... Like, what did you do all 2016? Na- right, right. You want to say genau? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly in, in German. Um, Sean's changing everyone. Um, yeah, naturally. <laughs> naturally, oh. Um, yes, uh, what was it saying? Oh, so back to, yeah, so, um, I, I wanted to play, so, and I didn't want to stop in this season. Mm -hmm. So I felt that because the Mongolia season went from April to October, it was kind of that in-between season where most European mainland, um, you know, goes from August to May. So I felt like, okay, I kind of missed the the winter window here. Mm -hmm. I can jump in and be playing by April and then next winter. Get come around and, get into and I'll by yeah. the time I get to Germany, I already have one professional season under my belt. Yeah, mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things, it didn't really matter that I played in Mongolia. They yeah, don't do they care look at, at that? All. The same, but the same with Australia. No, it, yeah, Australia. it is. It is. I Europe mean, does not care. It's about the first that. professional league, so if anything, it just catches their eye, and it's Mongolia. So it's like it catches their attention. They're like, hmm. yeah, hmm. Mongolai. <laughs> is that how you say it? Yeah, Mongolai. Mongolai. Oh man, that's cool. Kind of cool. Um, yeah, so I, I came to Germany. And the first trial I had here, uh, first off, I got here in two weeks, couldn't play. Weather didn't, everything was getting canceled. You know, mm. this is, mm. at first, this is now something totally out of anyone's control. Um, it's always seemed to be a play little harder and, to like, and deal with. You're waiting, I'm waiting here for two weeks, the month, the, you know, costing me money to stay here. Mm. And that's just t- slowly ticking away. I still have not touched the ball. Bank account going. Bank account dwindling, tick, 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 tick. And finally get a trial. And I play well for a week with them. And then, you know, they say we have playing a game today. And I play in this game and I just shit the bed. Didn't have a good game. You had a shocker. Had a, I wouldn't say a shocker, but I did not play well. Mm-hmm. I definitely was not a top player on the field. Okay. Um, and that was it. They said, you know. Bye-bye. Nice knowing you. Mm-hmm. And that's it. No longer interested. So, so how, did you, how did you respond um, to that? Mentally, like, do, mentally, you, have a, do you have a process? Well... You kind of, you know, when you're hitting adversity, there's, uh, you know, Inky Johnson talks about this. Well, we've spoken with him before, um, but like how, and Goggins is into this too, David Goggins, if you haven't heard us mention him a thousand times before. Who did? But, um, yeah, when you hit an obstacle like this, instead of backing up and like um, being timid, mm-hmm. kind of lean into it. Mm-hmm. And, and be more aggressive and really go even harder the next time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think, oh, man, I failed. Like, I'm going to go back home to New York and rethink this. It was not. When's the next one? Like, mm-hmm. let's, let's, get a, let's get another team tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I'm going to prove it again. I realized what I did wrong today. I realized what I could have done better throughout the entire trial. Mm-hmm. Let's do it the next time. And then the next time I got a trial, um, they dragged it out for six weeks, which is not common. No, it's not. Um, they kept saying after every week, oh, we need to see one more week, one more week, one more week. Another one. And I just kept putting in consistent performances, and eventually they signed me. Um, so that was great. But then what happened? Um, I was suspended for 
like six months because of the Mongolian season. So I couldn't play until the end of the season with them. And you didn't know that like didn't when know you that. signed. You only no, knew that right no after idea. you signed or? no idea. So I signed in like February and then I found out that because I didn't sign in the transfer window, you have to wait six months from your last professional season. So that was like September twenty third was the last game. And so I couldn't play until whatever that was, April or March twenty third. Yeah, that's that was that was crap because then it was just I was training for nothing essentially, mm-hmm. um, and then even when I got to play out of the eight games, I only played in four of them. So it was like I was playing a little bit, but not really getting as yeah, many minutes as I would want. And then you know I thought I was going to go into the following season, the next season with them, and I come in the first day of preseason and they say, hey, you know we're not interested. We uh, we signed a player from higher league in your position, like eighty sixth. Thank you. See ya. Eighty uh, sixth, yeah, that's like a it's some like it's some term like you're out. Yeah. I got kicked out of a concert one time, and they put eighty six on my on my on my wrist. I don't know what it means. Wow, so you're a thug. Uh, I don't know. You're a gangster. Eighty sixth. Yeah. So then, uh, once again, that was not the news I wanted to hear. But um, you know, I was like, all right, I gotta find something else. Um, found another trial or through a friend and um within a few days got a contract there in the same league and then you know kept playing kept improving played well throughout that season and then I figured okay in the spring I'm gonna I want to go on a trial uh in the regional league so the league up and then I got injured so you know it's just adversity again it's just a wrench in the plans and yeah. it it changes everything. I mean, I can't play, so obviously I can't go on trial. So I figure, um, all right, I, I'm not going to be able to play until, you know, way after the trials would be over. Um, I'll go into preseason with these teams. So the summer goes along. I go into preseason with them, went to go to one team, trained for two days, and they, they say no. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I just didn't play well enough. I thought the first day I didn't play well enough, the second day I played well. Um, but what I took from that was... Uh, is that I needed to show more in the trial, actually, like, be a bit more ambitious and not play safe. Yeah, um, we touched know, on our trials episode. Right. So, like, you know, you have to be brave and make passes. Take risks. Take risk, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, calculated risk, but you need to take risk and really show what yeah, you're I mean, doing. Yeah, if you're just doing the boring work. In, in this case, this team that. was looking for either a starter or they're not interested. Mm-hmm. So you're either jumping into their starting 11 or they don't want you. Um, because their roster's full, their season's ready to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of teams, when you go into a, a preseason trial, that's how it is. It's are you going to make an immediate impact or or no? And if you're not, then um, yeah, choose. And so that was just another one. I'm that was just another, another hurdle. An, another hurdle. And what did I do? I went onto the trial with the next team immediately. So always kind of you. It's been like to quote Ariana Grande. It's just been thank you next. What? Did you just quote Ariana Grande? I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty famous term at this point. Just like, thank you, next. You're on to the next one. Mm. Okay, I didn't know We're that. not talking about ex-boyfriends here, but we're talking about clubs. Like, see, you're on to the next one. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. I see what you're saying now. Um, <laughs> just not up at the pop culture, I guess. It's all right. I'll teach you. <laughs> um, yeah, so then the next one I go on, and I play really well mm-hmm. uh, in this training session, this particular training session, and then... Uh, the coach speaks to me afterwards and tells me, "Oh yeah, we signed a player two days ago. Um, you know, we're we're not interested in you. We so were never th- interested. Doesn't like essentially. Why did you go? It was just a the favorite? performance I put in didn't matter, and it was like 
Mm. Yeah, kind of why am I here then? Mm-hmm. Um, but once again, I said, all right, we'll be in touch. You know, maybe in the winter something will work out. Yeah, don't burn your thank, bridges, obviously. Thank you for the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Thank and, you, uh, next. Dude, you, come stay, on, I'll see dude. you soon. I mean, essentially, that's thank what it is. Thank you, next. So then I, I played in the Oberliga again with a new team that I knew they wanted me for a while. So I just said, okay, I'm going to play here for six months in the, in the Oberliga, the same league I've been in. And then in the winter, we're going to go at it again, go for another trial. And sure enough, um, that's what happens. And here I am. You got that trial. And in two days, I was wrapped up. Yeah. And I know a lot of you guys know Sean's story. So we didn't want to reiterate her, but it's more just like to see. I mean, your story is a little different than mine. We have similarities, but yours, man, there are consistent road bumps that you Mm -hmm. just had to been like, like, okay, let me get over that to the next one. Get over it. And that's why I think it was cool to hear that in sequence of your whole story. Yeah, and that comes it was too like, much detail. Dude, but it's, bump, bump, yeah. bump, 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 next, next, next. Consistently. Yeah, man. And I mean, it just have, it's just about being persistent and not, like, not losing confidence because... Someone said no. One, someone said no, you know, it was their opinion mm-hmm. on you, or you simply just didn't play well on that trial. And, yeah, you just have to learn from it and then play well in the next one. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you can be a great player, but if you can't perform under pressure, you know, it's, it doesn't. They don't care. It's what they see in front of them. If you don't, if you don't show them what you can do, then Dude, everyone, it doesn't matter. Everyone fails, but like if you keep wanting it, yeah. if you keep going for it, it's, you know, in it's any, literally in any walk of life, doesn't have to be soccer, anything. Right. Like, and you going fucking and fail. going through all these trials too, I've learned things that I, I, I haven't spoke, I have not spoken to coaches and asked them like. Does this help when you see a player in a trial doing this? But I've just picked up things along the way mm-hmm. that I feel help my chances of getting a spot on the team. So every time I fail on a trial, a trial, I'm just getting gaining more trial experience. Which ultimately, when you're trying to work your way up from the lower leagues, your your career is based on trials. Yeah, you're not just going to get these direct contracts, not and then you're you just part of a team unless you have right crazy connections. But either way, they always want to see you play a few times, and. Yeah, every time I go on a trial, I'm learning from it. So it's either I succeed and get the contract or I learn, like mm-hmm. I said in the beginning. So it's a win-win situation. So wait, what was the, it's, it's you succeed or you learn. Was that yeah, what you said? Yeah, you succeed or you learn. Yeah, that's dope. It's fire. Yeah. It's the facts. Though. I mean, that's how, if that's it's just perspective. And I like what you kind of said was like, you know, you can't stop. Like when, you know, you're pushed against, you have to like keep going. It's kind of like that. Yeah. What is that? That's that analogy. It's like yeah, the yeah. hill. Yeah, jo- actually, Jocko has a video on this. I'm forgetting the Greek goddess, but <laughs> this should just be like this. Should just the, be called the Jocko video. The analogy is like um, we spoke about this before. It's like if you're imagine you're pushing like this big boulder up a mountain, right? And you have to consistently put pressure on this, right, to get it up the hill. Yeah. Now, if you get to a part of the mountain where now it's a lot steeper than it was, right, there's more pressure on your hands. You have to exert more energy into this. This is crunch time. This is when you lean into it. This is when you mm-hmm. go even harder yeah. to get up that. Yeah. If you back off as soon as you feel that pressure, that's it. You're no going hes- back down no to the hesitancy. bottom. You cannot hesitate. You need to lean into it yeah. and just push harder. And now you're pushing so hard when you get down to maybe something uh, – you know, it's not so steep anymore. Now you have all this momentum. Now you're flying. And yeah. it's it's kind of, that's the easiest way to think about it is when you hit adversity, don't back off and shy away and say, oh, I don't like that. It's uncomfortable. But instead, go even harder. Lean into it. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty spot on, man. Yeah. Let's end it there. <laughs> that's a good podcast. All right. And I'll see you next week. <laughs> Technology. All right. But what about you? I know, I, I mean, I know your story, but I think there's a lot that 
you've learned from through adversity. You've gone through a lot of adversity. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, a little bit different where it wasn't as, like, consistent. Like, I had some opportunities. Um, but kind of similar to you was, um, you know, I failed in some trials in Iceland. You know, I thought I played well enough, but obviously wasn't the player for them. And I struggled with it for a bit, and I was, you know, the past few years... I've been learning up to this point how to really master um, dealing with adversity. I wasn't always this good as I'm projecting now. Mm. Like I, this is something that I had to work on for a little bit. Mm. And you know, failing in Iceland and not knowing, you know, what was next. And I had an offer in Sweden, and you know, I really did think not to sound, you know, like I have a big ego, but I thought I was above this league, you know, and my abilities were above this league. It's just what it was, mm. but. This is what I had. And like you, you know, with Mongolia, had to get my foot in the door. So, you know, I kind of forced myself into that uncomfortable situation knowing, you know, I'm better than this. You know, I could be playing higher. Like, this is bullshit. I deserve more. No, let me get here. Let me play. Like you said, because you take a year off. Where were you from 2018 to 2019? All right. Oh, I was, you know, that doesn't look good. So made sure that I was playing and, you know, got the next trial and contract through that and stuff. But yeah, that was just, that was one just to kind of, you know, break in with trials. Um, another one actually was, so in our final four game in, in, um, college, Kansas city, in Kansas city, this is our senior year. We go into uh, penalty kicks, um, PKs as, America loves to call it, and I can't do it anymore. Pens. Pens, yeah. Um, so we went into pens, and at that point, I was, like, usually the pen taker for Oneonta since my sophomore year. Yeah. I stepped up. I've always been kind of confident with pen penalties. Mm -hmm. It's kind of been like a, you know, let me put the responsibility on my shoulders right. because I know I can handle it, and mm -hmm. if not, you know, at least I can, I can live with it. I tried. Right. But that year I missed I missed two, two penalties in the regular season. And you know, I still at that point I was still confident. Mm -hmm. And so I step up to take first cuz I usually would take first if there was five. I think mm -hmm. first is one of the hardest ones. Yeah. It sets the moment. Sets the tone, yeah. yeah. You know, unfortunately, obviously as you can tell where the story's going, I missed. Well, I got it got saved. It got saved. I thought I had a decent penalty. Um if you guys want to really dig into it, it's somewhere on YouTube. Yeah. But it gets saved. Um, and then after that, man, like, penalties really fucked with me for mm. a bit. Like, I never hit him in practice. Yeah. Just messing around, never hit him. Because I just, there was such a negative lingering. feeling attached and lingering with mm. it. And now that you're telling the story, you didn't even watch the penalty, right? For a long time. I didn't watch the game or the penalty yeah. until I was in Germany, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think it was a year or two years after, like, I finally forced myself into a situation where we were actually playing together yep. in a cosmopolitan league, which is like a city league in yeah. New York City. And we went into penalty kicks uh, in a competitive, like, cup game or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a big game. It's win, lose, lose, you go home, when you move on. And, you know, they ask who's taken. And I thought about it for a second. And I was like, you know what? No, screw this. This is time. Like, I got to get over yes. this. Yeah. So again, like we've said, I literally forced myself into this uncomfortable mm -hmm. situation that I did not want to be a part of. You feel yourself saying no, 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 no. That's when you gotta go. Oh man, like that's, that's when you need that to do it feeling, because this is where you're gonna get over that it. That feeling beforehand and even after I said I'll take it, 
I'm shitting myself. Right. Because obviously, dude, I can hit a penalty. Of course. You we can. can all hit penalties. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, you know, those negative feelings just have so much power. And I let it consume me for mm-hmm. way too long. Mm-hmm. So luckily I hit up and I don't even think I hit a great pen, but it went in. It's a goal. And then since then, I've come back to it where like yeah. I'll step up. I've taken penalties abroad. Um, you know, I have, I miss, I miss. Mm-hmm. It's kind of back to that. And it's like, you know, it's, this isn't like a life consuming event, but a penalty is a big mind game in our, yeah. in our sport. And so like, it's just another example of, you know, getting through that obstacle. <laughs> getting through that obstacle. And then, <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, you squeal on a podcast. Good. Good. More time to get better. More time to laugh. I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, I, you, create, you create your own, you create your own destiny with that kind of yeah. thing, you know? And it's like you can let it consume you or you can say, no, I'm going to get over this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look, maybe if I missed there, it would have haunted me for a little bit. Yeah. But then I got to take the next one. Right. And, and I got to take the next one. Right. And I think that you can also take from that, too, where your story kind of portrays it is that when you do fail, the best thing to do is just attack the same thing and then succeed. Mm -hmm. Because as soon as you succeed, the failure is gone. You're not worrying about it anymore. You're not thinking about it because you've already succeeded in the Mm -hmm. exact thing that you failed at. Mm -hmm. So the best thing you can do is when you fail at something is you just do it again and then you succeed. don't, don't, Don't shy away from it and run away from this problem that... At some point, you know, especially you, you went down this path of playing professional football. You're going to have to face this at some point. Absolutely. You know, pens suck, but they're part of the game. Absolutely. And you can either be scared of it mm-hmm. or just enjoy it and be confident. Yeah, and if, it, if, if you never overcome it, then it's always just kind of sitting there in the back, you know. Yeah. And it's always going to affect me as a player in some way because I never, you know, came face to face with it and said, you know, the... It's time to overcome this. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the, the the penalty one is just an interesting one. Um, actually, even to come even more recently, uh, last time we spoke, I was saying that I was on a trial and, you know, had to do some corona preparations and get tested and get mm-hmm. get the negative result. I almost said positive. People would have freaked out. <laughs> Mixed that up for a second. We're both negative. Yeah, we're negative people. Public announcement. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, it didn't work out and they didn't want me for one reason or the other. I don't think I made a big enough impact to, you know, take extreme ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in another kid to, you know, kind of see things from the outside and, you know, getting that phone call that I wasn't going to return to the next trial. It's, it's stung for sure. Um, but I've, I've kind of incorporated this process with my failures and adversity now, and especially with something like a trial, I think about it and I say, what? So the first question is what? What happened? You know, okay, I failed at this trial. I didn't get it. I come to terms with that and I, you know, understand it. I don't push it away and say like, this never happened. Because I don't believe in that. I think you have to really kind of, um, I'm struggling to find the word, but you really have to acknowledge. Acknowledge. You have to acknowledge it. So what happened? How do I feel, you know, to be a little intrinsic about it and think honestly, like I failed at this trial. How do I feel? I don't like to say, oh, it's nothing like no, this sucks. 
for that right. second, like this sucks. I don't right. like this feeling. But remember that feeling because then exactly that's just motivation. because because you you use it yeah. exactly. And then I say, you know, why do I feel this way? Accepting that I feel this way, like why do I feel this way? All right, I'm pissed off. I'm sad, but accepting. I'm sad because I want this. Mm-hmm. And now I use that energy and me acknowledging it. That doesn't that failure doesn't have power over me anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've kind of labeled it for what it is. Then after that, next question is what? What's next? Right. So I start with what and I end with what? And mm-hmm. what's next, baby, was I get a call from my agent, um, our agent, and um, he says, you know, I have something else in this in this same league and the higher league than what, where I was prior. Um, you can start tomorrow night or you can start uh, Monday. So this was on a Thursday night. Mm-hmm. After This was after I had gotten the yeah. call. that you got the call this Thursday and then spoke to him this Thursday as well. Exactly. And so during that time, I literally just took a bike ride, reflected, did my process, what, how, why, what's mm-hmm. next. He asked me, do you want to go, you know, tomorrow or Monday? I had done my process. I was ready. Mm-hmm. I said, no, we're going tomorrow. Yeah. Don't dwell on it. Don't dwell Turn on right it. After and, it and you know, it. no success story yet, but we're, we're out there. We're trying and, you know, it's just part of the whole process again, right? Totally, totally. And I, I can think now that, you know, thinking about adversity outside of soccer mm-hmm. um, and dealing with uncomfortable situations or... Um, you know, when I was in college, I, I was studying to be a teacher, and my student teaching was unique because instead of me being a student teacher, I had an opportunity to be a full-time teacher for that that period of time where I would have normally been a student teacher. Um, and I would have had total responsibility of the class because uh, my teacher was leaving on maternity leave. Herr Wimberg. Yes, uh, Herr Wimberg. <laughs> so um, just not getting into it too much, I had to do a, a small placement. I had to do two weeks in a middle school before I can go to the high school. It's just New York State rules. You have to get a certain amount of time done in both. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I went to the middle school first, how student teaching normally works is you take over one class per week. So the first week you do, you literally teach one class. Because it kind of eases you in. Second it. week you teach two classes. And then throughout the course of, the, of six months, you eventually get a lot more responsibility. Gotcha. But because I knew in... This, Two weeks' time, I was going to be responsible of, you know, 100 ninth graders that this slow process was not going to work. Like, I was not, going, I was not comfortable standing in front of these kids, <laughs> yeah. but I had to, like, there was no, I already committed to this back in, you know, months ago. I said, oh, I want this opportunity. This seems great. I'm going to learn a lot. It's going to be a lot more difficult than my peers who yeah. are just doing student teaching. It's a lot yeah. more work, yeah. but I'm going to get a lot from it. So what I said to the teacher that I was, you know, the, the teacher underneath I said, hey, let me just put me in coach. Yeah. I said, let me let me teach. I'll take over right, right away. You really fed yourself after, to the after wolves. After he taught one class in this day, I said, let me get the rest of the day. And if I need help, I'll ask. Mm-hmm. If you see pointers, just, you know, chime in, come in. Mm-hmm. But other than that, let, like, just let me rock because I, I'm going to fail at this and I'm going to make mistakes. You said so that gonna, too, right? You said, let me I rock. I said, let me rock, G. Right, <laughs> I'm glad. I said, let me, um, just let me go because... I will mess up, but I'm going to learn a lot quicker by me doing it mm-hmm. and putting myself, throwing myself to the wolves, and it's mm-hmm. very uncomfortable, but that's where you wolves learn. Wolves being ninth graders. <laughs> you know, these are seventh and eighth graders. Oh, man, even more but they wolves. Are, they're Middle smel- school's a they're tough age. They're smelly wolves, man. They stink. <laughs> that's, yeah. Um, they really do smell. 
Um, yeah, but you just <laughs> you just you just learn a lot faster when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I know I noticed myself being uncomfortable. Like I didn't want to do that, but I knew that if I do this now in two weeks' time, I'm gonna feel so comfortable when I get yeah. to the classroom. And what happens? It took maybe two or three days, and I was completely comfortable. And it just felt normal. And then the students are comfortable with you too. So it's, it's about getting them comfortable as well. Mm-hmm. So at first, it was not that first day. Or really, it was basically all the time leading up to actually teaching. Once you get going, it's over. But it's the time leading up to the event that you're just feeling nervous and anxious, whatever. But then once you go, you're in it. You have to perform. That's you know, a, that's a all the preparation way. you've put in. Yeah. Now is gonna. It's going. It's just gonna show itself. That was a. It's. It's funny you said that because there's a. There's a cool thing that I wrote. Like I read about anxiety and like performance anxiety. So going. You know, you have something that either it's a, public speaking or a game mm. or something, and they say like all those nerves before like, you have to shut it out because you're just gonna live through it twice. You know what I mean? If you allow yourself to like have all that anxiety before, Mm -hmm. you know, say you're picturing yourself messing up for an instance Mm -hmm. and then you mess up. Yeah, it's going to suck that you messed up, but you're going to get over it. If you fuck, if you're picturing it the entire time before, you're just going to live through that mistake twice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, don't even think about it. Feed yourself to the wolves. Yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah, the seventh graders are going to (laughs) smell. And (laughs) But you throw some axe that way and we get on with it. And this kid front and center one time. I was teaching, and I, there was like a some someone was asking a question, and there was like a brief pause, and this kid farted and sneezed at the same time, oh, front and center. Man. But he owned it. So he owned he it. He owned it. He was like a class clown, so he loved the him. attention. But I was crying. I was basically on the floor crying. I couldn't hold it. Wait, in. what did he say? Like, how did I, he at own first it? I I turned around and like held it in, but then he's like, "That was awesome." <laughs> <laughs> what a legend! Oh, what a legend is right. Shout out that kid. That's so funny. Um, yeah, so, you know, you just got to lean into things when it's uncomfortable. Sometimes that's when you should really do it because you're going to get over that feeling. And another way to get through tough situations when you are having these, you know, anxious, nervous feelings is think about how you're going to feel mm-hmm. after this event is mm-hmm. over. Yeah. How are you going to feel a month down the road yeah. when you talk about this? Yeah. You know, say it's you're, part of that visualization. Right. It's like you know, say you're you know you you want to run a marathon for the first time, mm-hmm. and you're really nervous that this this is gonna suck physically. It's gonna be terrible mentally. It's gonna be terrible. But how are you gonna feel in a month from now mm-hmm. when you're you know you're at a party with all your friends and you're talking about how awesome it was to complete a marathon? Mm-hmm. Just think of that. Don't think about the actual event. Think about how you're gonna feel once it's done. Yeah. And these little tricks can get you through things like this. Yeah, and I think a part of it is people, like I said, the negative emotions are super strong. So, you know, when you're picturing something, you're picturing decisions or what you're gonna do next. If all you're concentrating on is failure, you're never gonna get through it. Yeah. Because that's just you can't capitalize in that mm-hmm. in that process at all. Yeah. I persevere and thrive on adversity. My nation expects me to be physically harder and mentally stronger than my enemies. If knocked down, I will get back up every time. I will draw on every remaining ounce of strength to protect my teammates and to accomplish our mission. That's so dope. that wait, that if you quote, guess who if you guess who that is, Wags will snap cash you a dollar. Yeah. You have five <laughs> seconds to guess. No, nah, who said that? So that's a Navy SEAL Creed. Um, so I growing up, I my older brother was very into the whole mentally strong thing. 
um, and always pushing the limits. But then um, the story of Lone Survivor, the book, that was not a movie, but the book. Um, that was Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, well, the, the, movie, the movie is correct. Yeah, I know the book <laughs> isn't written by Mark Wahlberg. Yes. Um, but that's where I really started to get into this whole, like, really pushing the limits physically and, like, when when things are getting tough, you just got to get even harder. And that's what separates, like, the men from the boys, so to speak. It's like these things, these mental challenges um, will just make you a better person and, you know, a teammate, whatever it is. Um, but that book, Lone Survivor, um, about the Operation Red Ring where, you know, Four guys took on like hundreds of Taliban, and then, despite them being shot in you know really bad conditions, they kept fighting on with each other. And it's just like it's an incredible story. The movie is great, but the book I highly recommend. Um, but yeah, that's when that that quote, the the Navy SEAL Creed, that's kind of where this whole adversity thing started for me. Mm-hmm. That was probably when I was sixteen, fifteen. Mark Wahlberg writes a good book, huh? Yeah, Mark Wahlberg's great. <laughs> great author. <laughs> great author. That's it. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it just it comes full circle with Jocko. I mean, this is the video that we are basing this episode around. Is that, that good video? Um, but, yeah, I just like the idea of it. It's like you thrive on adversity. You know, yeah. it's not something to dwell on. It's actually this is what you love. You love that adversity because this is where, like, you can separate yourself from others. Mm-hmm. You know, I this is the, when playing, if we're going to relate this back to football, I love playing in freezing or really hot conditions. Because I feel I have an edge on all the other players in the field. Uh-huh, yeah. Like, for example, if I'm playing right back and the left winger and it's 100 degrees outside, you know I'm you're taking myself a thousand times before mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep going I love that. way after he stops and yeah. can't go anymore. Yeah. And the freezing the same way. It's yeah. freezing. Your fingers hurt. Your toes hurt. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> run you to the ground. Good. And this is good because this is gonna separate the people who really want it from the people who are just doing it, you know, for fun. You can't climb a smooth mountain. You can't climb a smooth mountain. No, man. That is right. That I was right. actually I was talking to a friend uh, a couple weeks back and um she was going through, you know, this whole process where she was contemplating like a restructure in her life. She had a dream and she was admitting to me that she was afraid to go for it, you know? She thought she could fail. How is this going to look in front of, you know, friends, family, social media too, you know? Like, we all want to say, like, you know, we don't care about it, but we do. And, you know, amongst other things, it was a deep conversation. But I told her, like, look, I've I've dealt with this for a while. And um, we we can't be afraid to fail like that because then we you know, we may never hit our full potential, you know, like that uncertainty can suck, especially now there's so much, this is such an uncertain time and it could feel paralyzing, but you have to really break down that wall. And if you, if you have dreams, just give it a fucking go. You know what I mean? And like what anyone else thinks, fuck it. You fail, fuck it. Cause you know, it doesn't matter what they think. You just try again. Everyone's path is different, and if you're trying to be a role model for people, you know, I don't think there's a better role model than someone who keeps trying, who Mm -hmm. keeps getting knocked down and says, you know, this isn't going to stop me. And it could be something else. You could fail. You think your dream is one thing and then fail at that. Well, then you might have a new dream, you know? Like, you always have to keep going in that sense, you know? And And also, go ahead. (laughs) 
<laughs> so funny. We literally said yeah. the same. And then, you know, like, it, it's just so true. Everyone's path is different. And I'm not ragging on any path that someone takes. But, you know, for those of you who have these dreams and you're afraid to, to, to you know, take that leap, you can fail at the safe route. Like, you can fail doing the safe option and the option that you're not really happy at and you think I need to get away from this. So how could fail at following your dreams be any worse? Like, how can that be worse than failing at something that you don't want and you're not passionate about? Yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be failure at some point. Mm -hmm. And why not fail it and then enjoy the process of why you're getting to this instead of you know, so many people suffer through a job that they don't like and always, I get a lot of money, but I hate my job and I hate getting up in the morning. What is the point of that? You know, your work is a majority of your life. You have to work. Why not do something that you enjoy and you, you get up in the morning with energy and you're excited to do whatever you're doing, you know, and thinking, okay, you know, I don't want to fail at this or this is comfortable. I'm just going to go, what is the point of that? You mm. know, is that, is that really... Um, how's it called? Fulfilling. Fulfilling, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is that is that fulfilling? Right. Yeah. And this I mean, is your life. You have to do what you want. It doesn't matter what other people what other people think. You could take their opinions and mm-hmm. hear what they have to say, but it's your life. And look, like like Sean and I said, you know, we took things in essentially our jobs. We took jobs in Mongolia and Sweden that we didn't really want to do. So I understand if people are taking, you know, jobs that they don't want to do, but keep that in mind that this is not the end all be all. Right. There is always a goal. Keep in mind what your dream and your end goal is and don't ever stop looking and trying to see what's next. How do I get to that? Yeah. Always have what what is next. Okay. You're in this situation right now, but what's next? Mm -hmm. You know, live in the moment, but always have a goal in mind. Mm -hmm. What are you pushing towards? What are you working towards? You know, and don't settle. That's what it comes down to, really. Like, always push the limits. Don't mm-hmm. stay comfortable. Being uncomfortable is how you grow as a person. And if you're not I feel failing, like we've said that so many times. But if if you're not failing, in my opinion, you're not trying hard enough, or you're not pushing mm-hmm. the limits enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what job this is in. If you are not, if you're not, um, you know, having run-ins with a, a type, any type of failure, it feel like you're just you're shying away from it when it comes to this point right you can either push through Mm -hmm. and then you're going to experience failure or you back up and you don't ever experience whatever it is you just keep backing up failure is growth failure is growth growth. part of it dude we got some quotables we got some quotable quotables maybe we just maybe people are maybe people are just listening to this like these guys think they they know it all i mean there's so many things you can say good with like we have a we have a dog friend you know (laughs) this guy ricky (laughs) he says Random dog just stole my ball. Good. More time to sniff his butt. I mean, dude, even animals are on this grind. <laughs> mindset, bro. It's a mindset. Mindset. It's bro. footwork, man. It's even getting to their our four legged friends. Yeah. They're out here. No, so seriously, I mean like 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 Jocko said, when shit gets rough, what do we do, bro? Get up, dust off, reload, uh. recalibrate. Re-engage and go out on the attack. How funny would that be if he squeaked in that video like I did? <laughs> he just lost every every. Recalibrate. Viewer. Re-engage. Re-engage and go out on the attack? attack? Yeah, just, it's a question. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It'll be quite a different video. 
Um, so yes, once again, I'll say once again, once again, because you know, that was a joke last time. Um, but yes, that video, whether it's the video on our Instagram, the Jocko Good video or his on YouTube, um, do yourself a favor and watch it, listen to it and do your family and friends a favor and send them it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not for us at all. This is, you know, the point of this podcast is to grow as people and, Hopefully out you got out there you guys can take something from it. And I think this video is something that literally everyone on the earth should watch. I mean it, everyone can benefit from it. Couldn't agree more. And I'm shocked that it has only six million views on YouTube. Yeah, for YouTube that seems like not a lot. It's pretty unbelievable that like a snail race has like fifty million. I don't know if it does, but like Do you, you have a snail race in mind? That's <laughs> such a random thing to compare to. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go look up snail races. There's some crazy... Yeah, let's look up some snail races. If it has more than 6 million, then, I mean, I, I I'm only typing it. in snail race. All right, we have a, the great snail race with 3.4 million views. It's still comparable, though. I get what you're saying. Wow. That's snail really racing weird, the though. World Championships 2019. Now, this could be a side hustle. <laughs> <laughs> That is something that we could get into. Failing <laughs> professional football, good. Snail racing. More time for snail fresh. racing. All right. All right, look up snail racing. That's it for us. Yeah, we're definitely going to end it there. Um, so until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. Thank you.